Welcome in to today's episode of Clawcast. I'm your host, Todd Moore, Barton Sports Information Director. And make sure you keep checking back for more episodes of Clawcast as we take you through the dynamic year ahead. This is our initial Clawcast designed by the Barton Sports Information Department to not only keep you informed of what has happened in Bar Barton Athletics, but what lies ahead as well. In addition to Cougar News, we'll bring you interviews with staff, coaches, and student athletes so you, Cougar Nation, will be informed of the many great things happening on the Hill. If you've been a supporter of Barton Athletics through this past year, you'll already know the 2019-20 season was a great one despite the interruption of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'll highlight some of the achievements as well as what lies ahead right after this quick break. Hey Cougar fans, Barton Athletics always welcomes your support in any way that you can offer it. From following us on social media, attendance at events, sponsorships or donations, another great way is to check out and join our Cougar Booster Club, helping make Barton Athletics a nationally respected athletic and academic institution. The Cougar Booster Club organizes social events, helps raise funds including from its annual golf tournament in support of the mission of Barton and the Athletic Department. For more information, find the Cougar Booster Club under the Fan Zone tab at bartonsports.com. Now back to the Clawcast. Looking back on the year in review, the fall sports set the tone for a great year. Winning 10 of their final 11 matches, the Cougar volleyball team reached the region semifinals for the second straight year. Six players earned postseason recognition, including Karina de Oliveira, as she became the 28th player in Barton Volleyball history to garner All-American honors as she was selected for honorable mention. And oh, by the way, the squad was pretty good in the classroom as well as they carried a 3.73 GPA to win the National Academic Volleyball Team of the Year. Their GPA was just .03 points shy of having the best GPA all across all of the NJCAA sports teams. On the pitch, a late penalty kick helped end the Lady Cougars soccer team season in the Region 6 playoffs up in Kansas City, while a rule infraction wiped out the 10th ranked Cougar men's first round victory, effectively ending the season and chance to improve on their 2018 national runner-up placing. At the time, the Cougars were one of the hottest teams in the NJCAA as they trailed just 41 out of the nearly 1,400 minutes played throughout the season. Their defense was ranked second best in the nation, surrendering just seven goals on the year. And five of those came in two of their games, and they had a 15-game season. So two out of the 15 games, they gave up five goals. The rest of the year, lights out. Only seven goals the rest of the year. They had a streak of nearly 930 minutes of scoreless defense, including recording a program all-time best nine consecutive shutouts. Both the men and women garnered a lot of postseason recognition, six coming from the women's squad, while the Jayhawk West champion Cougar men had eight members garner distinction, and three of those were freshmen landing on the first team led by Ricardo Sepulveda, who was voted the Defensive Player of the Year. Coach Jordan Rideout has some big-time key pieces along with a strong returning class, joining some top freshmen for another run in the 2020 season. 
The winter sports kept the momentum going with numerous individual and team great performances. On the hard court, the Cougar men placed second in the rugged Jayhawk West, securing head coach Craig Fletchall's 450th career collegiate victory while topping the 23 or more win mark for the 10th time in his 15 years at the Barton Helm. The Cougars had their playoff run end in the Region 6 playoffs. Three Cougars earned postseason awards, highlighted by Maverick Gilliard being named to both the All-Tournament and All-Region 6 squad. The Shot. Nothing electrified Lady Cougar basketball followers like the shot heard from Dodge City on March the 2nd. After earning third place in the Jayhawk West through the regular season, the Lady Cougars gave the Barton faithful quite a ride all the way to the Region 6 championship game. Winning their first game at home to start the playoffs, Barton headed to Dodge City, then proceeded to knock off third-seeded Coffeyville for a berth into the semifinals. But the Lady Cougars weren't done there. Victims of a 24-point and a 19-point loss, the nationally ranked and Jayhawk West champions Hutchinson in the regular season, the Lady Cougars again trailed by 20 points early in the third quarter on that Monday afternoon at Dodge City's Wireless Arena. They could have very easily have unlaced the sneakers, started packing up the duffel bags, and got out of Dodge feeling pretty good about making the Region 6 semifinals for the second straight season. Instead, the Lady Cougars clamped down on defense, made some big shots, and erased the deficit by under eight minutes remaining in that fourth quarter. In a wild final eight minutes, the game's final difference maker came from the hands of Vanessa Odois as a freshman knocked down one of the biggest shots in Barton women's basketball history as she stepped in to drain a three-pointer with 2.3 seconds left, giving Barton the 58-57 upset victory. The win not only ended a 23-game losing streak to the Blue Dragons, but propelled Barton to the title game for the first time since 2008. Returning to the floor the next night, things kind of fell apart in that championship game's third quarter as a one-point deficit turned into too much of a hole to overcome as Butler rolled on to earn the region's automatic bid to the national tournament. Two Lady Cougars earned all-conference honors with all-region six performer Rochelle Turney being joined by Odois and fellow freshman Queen Yulabo on the all-tournament team. Switching on to wrestling, five Barton wrestlers qualified for the national tournament for the 20th-ranked Cougars, but the draws simply were unfavorable in Council Bluffs, Iowa, as all five either took on a ranked and or top eight seeded opponent in the first or second round leading to Barton's day ending on the consolation side of the bracket. In just their third year of competition, the swim program performed like seasoned veterans in capturing two individual and one relay championship at the national competition as they left Fort Pierce, Florida with not one but two national runner-up trophies. The men's squad pieced together a resilient effort in the pool lanes, racking up the most points scored by a runner-up team since 2015. Over the course of the four-day event, the Barton men accounted for 16 school records, 60 new personal bests, while placing 42 inside the top eight of the 25-event field. Just like the Barton men, the Lady Cougars finished with the most points scored 
by a runner-up squad since 2015, highlighted by six individual runner-up performances. The Lady Cougars were one shy of matching the men in school record set, breaking 15 program bests to go along with 48 personal bests and placing 30 inside the top eight of the 25 event championship. The pool is traditionally nationally dominated by Indian River Community College. How dominant, you ask? Their men extended the nation's longest winning streak in any sport, earning their 46th consecutive team crown, while the women won all 25 events in gliding to their 38th consecutive title. Jumping three spots from last year's finish on both the men and women, head coach Jonathan Reeder was named the men's coach of the year at the conclusion of the meet. Unfortunately for Barton, it was the last meet coaching for the Cougars for Jonathan as the rising coaching star was courted and has moved on to Division II powerhouse Lindenwood University outside of St. Louis. New to Barton last season was the adding of a bowling program. Local legend Mike Perry was hired for the task, leading the Cougars to raise eyebrows around the nation in their inaugural season. The Cougar men came out strong in their first meet of the season, finishing second at the Midland Hammer Open to bring back a trophy for the old trophy case, rolling on to an eighth place finish at the national meet as Great Bend natives Alec Roberts and Jordan Black finished in the top 20 individually. Although bowling sol solidly throughout the season, the Lady Cougars really turned it on under the lights of the national stage, leading after day one singles and doubles competition. Slipping into third on day two, the women again rose to the occasion, knocking down the most pins of all the teams on the final day to bring home a national runner-up trophy back to Great Bend. Alexandria Newell inked the program's first individual championship as she captured day one singles competition, while Allison Broderick's solid first day of competition set up a great championship on the way to finishing sixth overall, becoming Barton's first All-American. Lauren Luce placed 10th overall with Faith Wida just outside the top 10 with an 11th place finish. The third time was not the charm for the Barton women's, or excuse me, the Barton men's track and field team as the Cougars finished runner-up for the third straight year with the women winning the second most events at the championships and placing fourth overall. In the two-day national indoor championships in Virginia, the Cougar men had 16 scoring performances highlighted by the breaking of three program records among its 20 personal bests, causing a total of seven record book adjustments. Men's field athlete of the meet, Shaquan Koch, had two of Barton's individual titles with program fifth best leaps in both the long jump and the triple jump. The Cougars also earned three more championship performances on the track, highlighted by the school record zipping around the curve effort from Caleb Boger in clocking a 200-meter time of 20.68 seconds, breaking the 2009 record from Olympian Alonzo Edward by .01 seconds that Edward set at the 2009 Indoor Nationals. Another Barton record fell by the wayside in the heptathlon event as Caleb Ambrose continued his two-year career progression, accumulating 4,674 points and placing fifth overall. 
The sophomore endured the seven events in two days, posting personal or season best in all but one, including a program third best pole vault height. The Cougars' second title on Saturday following Koch's triple jump performance was a continued dominance of 60-meter hurdler Philip Lemonos. Already the program's third best all-time performer, Philip came shy of his fastest time but was still good enough to win the title while teammate Deshaun Jones wasn't far behind in third place, cracking the program's top 10 best hurdle time. Heartbreak City occurred in the weight throw with Philip Barnett not only breaking his own school record on the first throw of the event, but also broke the meet record in the process. He led the field for five of the six rounds, but a final toss from a competitor unseated Barnett from the national title spot. Bobby O'Hessling also had a great event, moving into the program's seventh best spot with a personal best throw to finish third behind Barnett. In an attempt to defend its 2019 national indoor title, the college's 57th team national title, the women's squad won four events but slipped from third to fourth on the final race to miss out on bringing some hardware back to Great Bend. Like the men, the ladies had 16 individual placers to go along with 12 personal best performances, including a pair of etchings into the storied program record book. Name the female field athlete of the meet by piling up more points, 28 total, than either male or female, and Aya Ashley was one of three athletes to win two individual titles and nearly added a third. The freshman won the long jump by tying her personal best in leading a 17-point Barton scoring event as Shamaya O'Dane and Ariana Hayde placed third and eighth respectively. Ashley again tied her career best in the high jump to win the title, but her bid for three golds came up just short in the triple jump and just short of her already sixth best on the Barton record book. Hayde's third place in the long jump came after her pentathlon national title for the program's eighth best historical performance. Crystal Mosley earned Barton's other individual title by capturing the 400 meter. Joining Ashley as a national runner-up, Barton's shot put record holder Fiona Richards didn't reach her top mark but did mark the program's second best throw in the event. Ana Da Silva moved up the program li record list in the event to fourth after placing third at the national competition. The duo battled it out in the weight throw as well with Richards, who stands fifth on the program chart, placing fifth overall as Silva, who holds the second best throw in the Barton record book, had an off day and had to finish for an 11th placing. Tons of great performances throughout the year and at the national meet by the Cougar track and field program. If you'd like to see more about their achievements, I encourage you to visit the track and field pages at bartonsports.com. Although the outdoor portion of the track and field was canceled, some exciting news came in in that the Cougars received some prestigious national awards. The pair of freshmen, Shaquan Koch and Anaya Ashley, earned the United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association National Field Athletes of the Year, while assistant coach Trent Edgerton was named the 
National Men's Assistant Coach of the Year in just his first season at Barton. When we come back, we'll talk about the spring sports in seasons that could have been. You're listening to Barton Sports Production of Clawcast. Hey Cougar fans, Barton Athletics always welcomes your support in any way that you can offer. Whether it's following us on social media, attendance at events, sponsorships or donations, Another great way to help Barton Athletics is to check out and join the Cougar Booster Club. Helping make Barton Athletics a nationally respected athletic and academic institution, the Cougar Booster Club organizes social events and helps raise funds, including from its annual golf tournament, in support of the mission of Barton and the athletic department. For more information, find the Cougar Booster Club under the Fan Zone tab at bartonsports.com. Now back to the Clawcast. COVID-19 changed the lives of everyone, including lots of Barton student athletes and a handful of teams as the spring season was shut down in progress. Both of Coach Lyle Stickney's tennis teams were having a great fall and early spring season with both teams ranked in the top 10 as the men sat in the eighth spot while the women checked in at 10th in the nation. Oswaldo Cano led a pair of Cougar men in the top 50 individual rankings, ranking 15th overall, while his doubles partner, Sebastian Pino, was in the 40th spot as the duo combined for the nation's 8th best tandem. On the women's side, Alexandra Abisova finished 12th in the national rankings individually, while fellow freshman Natsuki Nishimura was 16th overall. The duo teamed up in doubles action, was poised for a great season as they were ranked 12th best as a tandem. Sophomores Marianne Lima and Claudia Samaya also ranked in the top 50 with Lima in the 29th spot while Samaya finished in the 36th overall slot. Both the Lady Cougar and Cougar men golf teams were eager about the possibilities that presented themselves headed into the spring portion of the season as each team had risen in the national polls in the fall and finished among the nation's best teams statistically. The 11th ranked Lady Cougars pieced together a trio of titles in the fall semester and finished runner-up in their two other tournaments. Individually, the Lady Cougars had a pair of tournament champions as sophomores Addie Crow and My Internet claimed the Blue Dragon Fall Classic and the Barton Individual or excuse me, the Barton Invitational, respectively. On the men's side, the 25th-ranked Cougars remained consistent over the fall, finishing in the top five in four of their five meets, and added a team title by dominating its own course, Barton Invitational, led by freshman Antoine Martinet, finishing atop the leaderboard. The Barton softball team started the season winning six of their first seven, dropped the next four, then won four of the next five to eventually conclude the season at 10-9 overall and 3-3 three and three in league play. Starting ace Carson Smith picked up back-to-back -back Conference Pitcher of the Week honors in Week 2 and 3. She finished going 7-4 on the year with a save and a 3.74 ERA. Fellow sophomore Leah Chan powered the offense and leading the team in 8 of 14 offensive categories including a 527 batting average. A congrats shout out to head coach Tyler Gunnelson 
as the third-year head coach reached a bit of a milestone during the season, notching his 60th Barton win. Having its 13-game win streak snapped on what would be the final day of competition as the COVID-19 shut everything down, the 18th-ranked Barton baseball team bounced back with a 12-1 run rule victory at Colby to conclude the season at 19 wins and just three losses. The Cougars were high atop the standings at 5-1 in conference play. The victory was also number 200 for head coach Brent Biggs as the Great Bend native continues to have Barton as a major force in the West Division, completing his sixth season at the helm. The Cougars climbed into the rankings following a 5-2 start to the season before sweeping four game sets over Western Nebraska and its conference opening series over Hutchinson. The Cougars were really clicking in 2020, raising high aspirations for a return return trip to Grand Junction for the World Series. Barton's pitching staff was controlling the opposition, leading Region 6 with a team ERA of just 3.52, being led by the sophomore trio starters of Easton Young, Clay Westbrooks, and Graham Bruner. Offensively, the Cougars supplied some power in hitting a nation's eighth-best 31 home runs and ranked in the top 15 of two other offensive categories. Freshman Alex Rogers leads the offense in nine different categories and wrapped up the campaign, being joined by Bruner as the Cougars swept the conference player and pitcher honors of the week. It was the third honor for the squad as the multi-dimensional outfielder Noah Geeky earned week one honors following his pitching performance on the hill. The spring was certainly set up for success from tennis to golf, from softball to baseball, and of course, as always, the track and field program. Another major event that took place this past February was the induction of three new members to the prestigious Barton Sports Hall of Fame. Former Boosters of the Year Dr. William and Lori Slater were joined by one of the greatest shooters in women's basketball history in Epec Turkulamaz, and longtime Barton baseball skipper Mike Warren was also added to the Hall of Fame. It was certainly an afternoon an evening of fun traveling down memory lane and the welcoming back to Barton to not only the inductees, but many friends and alumni of Barton Athletics came back for the celebration. The Year in Review is a lengthy look back of some fond memories and the daydreaming of what the sports seasons might have been in the spring. As we turn the page to the 2020-21 seasons, a lot of changes are in place in what we hope is another successful year. In another edition of Clawcast, we visit more in detail of what lies ahead. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Clawcast. This has been Todd Moore, Barton Sports Information Director. Until next time, go Barton! <laughs>